0: A double-minded Christian is simply somebody who's divided between their faith in God and their trust in themselves. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Unlocking Scripture. I'm your host, Justin Torres. Today, I wanted to talk to you about a subject that is pressing a lot on the, the church today and That's the topic of double-mindedness, and I wanted to give you seven signs of what it is to be a double-minded believer, but also how you can overcome those things if that is something that you struggle with. And when we think of double-mindedness, sometimes what, what might immediately come to mind is when you toss between two different things that conflict with one another. A lot of times in our walk with Christ, we have this idea where we want to follow God's will for us. But then we also have things that conflict in our own personal lives that may go against what it is that he wants for us. So let's take a look at the Bible and let's define what double mindedness is and see what the word of God has to say about it. Now, where we get this word double minded comes directly out of the book of James. This is James chapter one, verse five and eight, well, five through eight. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person was not supposed that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's where we get the word double-minded from. But look at the definition and the cause and effect. It says, right at the beginning, when you look at verse 6, it says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. When you have doubt, that's what brings you into double-mindedness. But look at the cause and effect on verse 8. It says, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. When you're double-minded, it results in instability, not just in some things, but in all things. And sometimes it takes the Spirit of God opening up your eyes to begin to notice the instability that is coming in your life as a result of double-mindedness. So let's just take a a moment to dissect this verse. When we're coming to God and we're asking God for wisdom, God, according to this verse, it says, he gives generously to all without reproach. Reproach simply means disapproval when you're looking at somebody with disapproval. So God does not reproach us when we come to him. He actually encourages us to come to him asking for wisdom. But there's a condition behind it. It says on verse six, but let him ask in faith. And with no doubting. So for us, we can't doubt when we come to God. If we ask something of Him, we have to ask in faith. That is the requirement. And we'll touch on some verses to kind of highlight that. But essentially, by definition, double-mindedness refers to a lack of commitment, faith, and consistency in God as a result of doubting. So doubting is what brings out this double-mindedness. And there's some other things that we'll get to in just a moment, but a double-minded Christian is simply somebody who's divided between their faith in God and their trust in themselves. See, that's the issue is that if you're asking God for wisdom, you can't expect for him to give you wisdom while you're trusting in yourself and your own wisdom. The Bible actually teaches us that the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. So let's look at where double-mindedness comes from. Now, we know that the seed, based on that verse, the seed is doubt. Doubt is what roots and breeds double-mindedness, which when you do have that, when double-mindedness starts to come upon you, it results in instability. Because you cannot serve two masters according to the Bible. You either serve one and love the other, or you despise the other. But you can't serve two masters. So, when you have doubt in God, it gives room for trust in yourself. And when you have trust in yourself, you have this instability between wavering, between two opinions. Now, there's a story about um, Prophet Elijah in the Bible, and we see him arguing with the Israelites because they were stuck between worshiping Baal or worshiping God. and, And Elijah prompted them and said, choose who you will serve. If the Lord is God, then serve him. And if the Baal is God, then serve him. But make up your mind. And that's essentially the call that we have is that as Christians, we need to be single-minded and choose who we are to serve. But does that only mean that it applies to you if you're choosing between living for this world or living for Christ? I think that's the broad definition or the the broad way of looking at it. But a Christian who is serving Christ can seriously be double-minded. And we'll talk about that, but let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, and again, just drawing out where double-mindedness comes from, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Again, when we look at this verse, there's a condition behind it. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not a portion of your heart, not 90% of your heart, not 30%, all of your heart Jesus says that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart all our minds all our soul all our strength and when you think of that kind of love it's wholehearted love it's not a portion it's full-on commitment so when we're trusting God we're to trust Him with that same level of commitment with all our heart and in order to do that that means you have to die to yourself that means you have to surrender your will Surrender the idea that you may have wisdom. Count your wisdom as foolishness. So that way you can receive the wisdom that God has and have faith and trust in him to believe that he is able to do the things that you're calling on him for. That he is able to provide that wisdom that you're looking for. So do not lean on your own understanding. Doubt yourself. Then it says in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So that's the other portion of it. We need to acknowledge God in everything that we do to avoid this double-mindedness. So when we examine this verse, what we're seeing is that double-mindedness with the root of doubt, it comes from a few places. It comes from a half allegiance to God, trusting in yourself over God and not acknowledging God's plan for you and for your life. So when we have those things, we result in double-mindedness. And double-mindedness breeds instability. And that instability can affect everything. Well, it says it, and, and James says that you're unstable in all your ways. It can result in instability in your marriage. If you have plans for a business or a career, it can result in instability in that way. Your your walk with God and everything, double-mindedness, will impact it. So let's take a look at some of the signs. If you are double-minded, that well, that will allude to you being double-minded. This is the first sign is that if you have lack of faith and you doubt God, and I'm not saying a one-time lack of faith. Everybody at times can can doubt. We can all lack faith at times. But when you see a consistent pattern, there's something that's a red flag there that's telling you, come to your prayer closet. This is James one six. It says, but let him ask in faith and with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And this is uh, Hebrews 11.6. It says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. We go back to Jesus teaching us how to love God. And that's with all our heart, with all our being, we're called to love him. The same way is to, to actually have that same level of faith If we have that level of love, we have to have that level of faith in him, not having doubt. So if you struggle with doubt, that is the first sign that you may be struggling with double-mindedness. And that is one thing to bring before God. So the second sign is, are you unstable in your characteristics? Do you have unstable emotions, unstable attitudes, etc.? Proverbs 29, 11 says, a fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. This is something to pay very close attention to because when you read Proverbs, you'll constantly see a theme. That main theme is wisdom, godly wisdom for all practical areas of life. But one thing that you see often in that book as well is learning how to control your tongue. You see, when we give vent to our spirit, we allow foolishness to come into our life. It says a fool gives vent to his spirit but a wise man quietly holds it back. Double mindedness manifests itself in unstable emotions and unstable attitudes. When you're bouncing from one thing to another and you're not committed to one thing, being of a single mind is to be directed at one thing, which is to have the attitude of Christ. So how do you combat that? Learning how to control your tongue, learning how to hold back your emotions and learning how to behave and a godly way and godly conduct. But if you have unstable characteristics, then that's something to bring before God because that is a sign of dull-mindedness. The third one is you have trouble with decision-making. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever decisions you need help making, seek first the kingdom of God. If you look towards him, all these things will be added to you. But when you struggle with making decisions, especially godly decisions, you show double-mindedness in your life because it shows that you're wavering between two opinions. The same way the Israelites waver between worshiping Baal and worshiping God. And that can apply in any area. But showing a constant instability in your decision-making, indecisiveness, comes from double-mindedness. The fourth one is you deal with inconsistency in many areas of your life. Galatians 6 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. You have to learn how to run the race and overcome these moments of trials. You know, nothing is going to be, you know, glitter and gold all the time. There's going to be times of difficulty, and God calls us to persevere. And there's a reward for that perseverance. But when we don't have consistency in our walk with God and the things that he has called us to do, we have to check if we're wavering between something else, whether it's you know the world or carnality, or we're actually committing ourselves to God. We need to ask ourselves those things. Another sign is that you deal a lot with confusion. And... When you deal with confusion, the Bible says that God is not a God of confusion, and he is the author of life and the author of peace. He provides peace to those who walk with him. If you're struggling with confusion, it's a result of double-mindedness, again, with that instability. It's coming from being unstable in your ways. Confusion is wavering, coming back from one opinion to another, another thought. These things are conflicting, and it's causing a war within yourself. Surrender that over to God. Learn to take on the mind of Christ. The next one is that you have a tendency to compromise with sin. And lastly, is that you're struggling with difficulty in maintaining relationships. And these are all things that result from double-mindedness. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God... Has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If God did not give you a spirit of fear, you don't have to fear the what ifs. You don't have to fear failure, and you don't have to fear things not working. If you simply apply what the Bible says, you don't have to wonder if it's going to work. It's going to work because the author of, of all creation is the one that designed that. And he's giving you the practical advice, the practical wisdom to put in place. So let's talk about some ways that we can overcome double-mindedness according to what the Bible says. The first one, and probably the most important, is to serve one master. You can only serve one master. When you look at Revelation, you're going to see a church that Jesus addressed, and what he said about them, which was the church of Laodicea, he said that they are lukewarm because they're not neither hot nor cold. They're right in the middle. And he says that I will spit them out of my mouth. Because he says how I wish you were either cold, how I wish you were either hot. So for us, same thing. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And when it says you cannot serve God and money, replace that word with anything. Not literally, but anything that you think of. You can't serve God and boyfriend. You cannot serve God and girlfriend. You cannot serve God and your children. You you have to pick one master. Nothing can take the place of God and nothing can be in the same place of God. You have to serve one master. You also have to refocus yourself back on God, getting into your prayer closet. This is 1st Chronicles 16:11. It says seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Just like the Bible talks about praying without ceasing. Come into your prayer closet and ask God to set you free from this double-mindedness that you have. And then lastly and most importantly, what we're going to do is read some scriptures about the opposite of having a double mind. And that is single-mindedness, which is coming from having the mind of Christ. This is what God tells us to put on. Philippians 2.5, it says, Have this mind among you which is yours in Christ Jesus. Notice that it says it's already yours. If you're a believer, you can call on Jesus and you can ask him to give you the mind of Christ because he's already given you his Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, he is known as the helper and the comforter and he will gladly give you the mind of Christ. And how do we get that? Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You need to allow God to transform your mind. And how you do that is by coming before him and saying, Lord, I surrender my mind to you. I'm asking for the mind of Christ and getting into your word, getting into what the Bible says and allowing your mind to be sculpted by what the scripture says. That means rejecting your own thoughts and opinions, rejecting your own wisdom, surrendering it down for God and allowing the word of God to change and transform you. And last scripture is Philippians four, eight. And this is teaching us how we are to think finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Double mindedness again, like we talked about earlier is rooted in doubt. And with doubt comes fear, confusion, and many other negative things that we just went over. And how do you get rid of that is by allowing God to transform your mind according to the Bible, according to the Word of God, getting in the Scriptures, and then learning to think the way Paul had just said to think. So if you struggle with double-mindedness, bring these things before God. Ask the Holy Spirit to deliver you of double-mindedness, but also do your part in getting into what the Bible says and start to study the Word of God for yourself so that way you can also learn how to test and discern what is good and acceptable and perfect, what is the will of God, by knowing the Word. Amen. So I hope that this has blessed you. If it has, go ahead and click the like button, consider subscribing, and share this with somebody that you know will bless you too. So look to see you on the next one. God bless you.